Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to our sermon recap from No Ordinary Family Week 1. We are here with Pastor Daniel. We're going to talk a little bit about the message. Let's go. Petey, how's it going? Doing good. How you been doing, man? We're doing good. Doing great. It's a great message. Um, obviously, a lot of stuff going on in the world today. You kind of yeah. hit on that a little bit of the mm-hmm. sermon. Uh, give us a little bit of a recap on maybe just kind of some of your thoughts of, you know, what to do in this season. Yeah, I mean, man, I mean, I've never experienced anything like this in my life, man, 43 years old. And to see uh, from the COVID to earthquakes to uh, fires everywhere to division in our country to protest to racism that's always been here. But to yeah. see it's all at once and everybody's been in homes and our emotions are, are, are high and flaring. I mean, man, it's just, it's, it's kind of a crazy time. Oh, absolutely. And I loved how you were able to use this to kind of kick off that series, focusing really in on like changing a lot of things in our world really begins with our homes and our families and obviously our parenting. Yeah. I mean, we can't change anyone. I can't change you. I can't change you. um, But I can change me. So I think it starts first individually with me. If I can change and I can change my perspective, I can change how I can treat people. I can change uh, what I think about people. I can change how I see people. Mm-hmm. And it has to start with me first. And then once it's in me, um, you know, when it comes to parenting, this mm-hmm. there's no ordinary family was, hey, homes is where these conversations happen. Right. Homes is where it needs to begin. You know, a lot of times we'll look at, and I'm 43, you're a whole lot younger than me in the generation, and we'll look at a younger generation, or our parents will, and they'll mm-hmm. say, well, that generation, and fill in the blank, wherever you want to fill in the blank, they're either, maybe they're lazy, they can't change the oil car, or whatever <laughs> it may be. But then the parents, I mean, come on, you have to look in the mirror, I have to look in the mirror and go, but I raised them. <laughs> you know, so I could talk about them, but I'm the one that influenced them. So there is a, there's a power at home to influence and aspire your children. So I think it starts there. It starts in the home. I love the, the story you're talking about with, with your mom and just, you know, a little bit of your upbringing. Like, even though you weren't raised in church, there were still some values that she instilled in you. Uh, talk a little bit again about that. I thought that was just so cool. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my mom, and, you know, she was uh, inner city, uh, Petersburg, Virginia. And uh, until she was a senior in high school, it was like blacks in one class, whites in another. A senior. Crazy. My mom. Like yeah. my mom, just one generation wow. uh, away. And um, even though I wasn't raised in church, um, I never heard my mom talk negative about people. I never heard her slander people or make fun of people. Um, it didn't mean about black, it was just anybody. Right, right. And, um, and so I, I didn't know any really difference of that way. And I just thought it was, that's just the right thing to do is morally. Yeah. So it wasn't like I went to youth or went to church and someone says, you've got to because you're a Christian. I thought, no, just this being a human, like how you yeah. treat people. So I'm thankful for that upbringing just to be able to say, you know, that we're all equal in some mm-hmm. form. So yeah, that was really motivation for the sermon was it starts at home. Absolutely. Starts at home. I love this, the scripture you use when you're walking through John 17, John 17, right? Yes. John 17, John 17. Jesus prayer. Make sure you, I know, I was paying attention. Uh, John 17 there, I love how you talked about, you know, the Lord's prayer, but then this prayer is like really probably the Lord's prayer because this is what Jesus was praying himself. And you gave us some points from there, you know, beginning with um, show Jesus to your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, unpack that a little bit for for those that maybe, you know, miss the sermon or just want a little more. Yeah, I mean, of course, we think of the Lord's Prayer. You think of, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But that's really, honestly, technically, that's really the disciples' prayer. This is how you, a disciple, should pray because Jesus never had to pray, Lord, forgive mm-hmm. me my sins because he was sinless. Uh, John 17 is like right at the end. He's praying to the Father. I've completed the mission. I've done what you want me to do. I fulfilled it. And, and then he says, now, he could really pray 
prayed for his disciples or children, pupil, apprentices, to go and uh, change the world. And one of the greatest ways to do it as parents, obviously, or anybody, is just to mm-hmm. show people Jesus. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what the world needs right now. They need Jesus. And yeah. they need to see it in the church. So the church shouldn't shy away from these things or hard conflicts or conversations. We should be right in the middle of it showing people Jesus. There's a yeah, way to good. do it, obviously. For I mean, sure. But we, need, we have a voice. We should share that voice. Yeah. And your next point off that was, uh, you know, teaching your children to um, teaching your children's God's word. What, what's maybe some ways you and uh, Leanne have been able to mm-hmm. do that with your kids, just teaching them maybe how to read their Bible or scripture? I know we didn't really get into that in the sermon specifically, right, right, but I know right. you guys do things like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't always show my kids Jesus. <laughs> uh, maybe sometimes we might play a game, and I don't. I'm very competitive and. <laughs> I have to repent, but uh, forgive me, kids, um, if you're watching this. Um, you know, yeah, showing them is Jesus one thing. And another thing is just, you know, teach them to, to read and study the Bible. And so uh, we're very fortunate. We ask our kids, we get them some really good devotion books and stuff. We've got a great student ministry, great kids ministry, and yeah. they bring stuff home in color. But um, when your kid tells you, hey, Dad, I'm going to go to bed, I'm going to read my devotion before I go to bed. You're yeah. like, one time I've got it right, right? One time right. It, it worked. Or, <laughs> hey, get up out of bed. It's time to get up. It's 10 o'clock. I'm in here reading my Bible. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Stay as long as you want. <laughs> Stay in bed. <laughs> Keep the covers on. So, you know, we've been very fortunate that we try to model it and see it. Of course, yeah. we've got a great church family, great student ministry and kids that really, you know, instills mm-hmm. that too. So, but again, you know, they have to see it in us. Right. And so. I know what happens because I've heard them say they're going to go read on Fortnite as I play with you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And sometimes I don't show them Jesus if I lose on that, but I'm trying, man. You pray, for, trying, me. pray for me. Pray for me. One of my favorite things I've ever heard from you and Leanne, I know back way back in the day, I know she shared, uh, I believe it was a service at youth about praying for the future spouse mm-hmm. of your kids. I'd never, ever, ever heard that from anyone my entire life. I think that's so cool. You talked about how powerful it is to actually pray for your children. Uh, talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, I try over and over and over to get my wife to come up on stage with me and get a <laughs> microphone and say, say something, and she will not do it. And every time she says no, I said, but you remember that time, and you said that at youth, and Trevor spoke to Trevor, and he began to pray for his wife like crazy, <laughs> and look, he's got him a great godly girl. You're welcome. And hey. anyway, on that, I was like, you got to do it. There's another Trevor out there yeah, waiting yeah. to hear from you. And, of course, she laughs at me and crazy. But, um, um but yeah, man, you're, you're right. I never forget when I, my son was born, he was a preem. He came uh, six or six weeks, seven weeks early. And I, my hand was almost as big as him. And I went in there where he was at and I laid my hand and I prayed on him. And right then, I don't know what just took over. I began to pray for his wife, man. Yeah. He's just born. Like, keep the kid. I want him to leave. And that just, it just really, you know, spoke to me of like, God already knows who that is. And yeah. I know it's their choice, but I'm praying for their, I'm, what I'm praying for my kid, I'm praying for his spouse now. Definitely. And hopefully someday I'll get to look at my daughter-in-law or, mm. or my you know, son-in-law and be able to say, man, I've been praying for you for a very long time. Absolutely. So, And then as you kind of finished up there, you were walking through some ways to do that. Obviously, we're going to pray for them to, you know, to guard them and protect them. Um, and then you're mentioning releasing them, you know, to kind of serve after after God. And then finally, the, the practice what you preach, which mm. probably is the biggest one for parents. You know, I'm not, I'm not in that season yet. You know, hold off on that for a little bit. But... Um, from what I could see, even just being a kid, no you know, kind of babies. now. No, 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 quarantine, no quarantine, quarantine babies. babies. There's going to be some quarantine babies, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, this is going to happen. Claim it. Uh, well, talk about that a little bit, the whole practice what you preach. And I've heard you say this before, the whole, um, uh, oh, what's the the statement on the something about being on the wall, but it's got to be in the hall, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say it. Obviously, it's another thing to, to live it. It's easy to preach. Yeah. Easy to preach. But then you have to go out and you have to live it. And right. a lot of times... 
Um, this is what really hits me is like, am I modeling that to my kids? So really yeah. what I'm talking about is modeling what it looks like to follow Jesus because they are looking to you, how you handle situations, when there's financial crisis, when someone maybe passed away in your family, mm-hmm. uh, when tragedy in our world, like right now, all yeah. over the news, how are you responding to that? Your kids are going to raise up and see that in you. Mm-hmm. So really it comes to like modeling what Jesus looks like and then practicing what you preach. So if you preach it to them, yeah. mom and dad, if you're going to preach it to them, they're going, then you better live yourself. I can't, you know, Logan, man, <laughs> like <laughs> Logan, Logan, I'll say something to him. And he says, dad, you always said you can't worry about the past. You got to get over the past. You are, you tell me not to be anxious for it. Dad. so why you do And I'm like, he's preaching to me. And like, yeah. so, uh, so when your kids start preaching back at you, what you said to them, you're like, okay, something's right, but I need to start practicing what I preach. And that's Absolutely. what's so good about, um, really parents is it's honestly better to say, um, I'm sorry a lot. I've mm-hmm. learned to do that a lot. Um, if you're married, that goes a long way with your spouse, but especially in your kids, when you kid, humble yourself before mm-hmm. your kids. And uh, that's really helped in, I think, in our family dynamics. Yeah. And I loved kind of the the main theme of the sermon was the, if you want to raise world changers, you know, you have to show the person who changed the world to them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that, that whole that whole concept and premise, which is the show people Jesus. I think that really came through or came through throughout that that whole sermon. Any last any last things on on the recap from week one of No Ordinary Family? Um, you can do it. Mm, you can do it. Good. You can be a world changer, and then you can raise people up that changes the world. But it only happens one people one person at a time. And as I ended that, what I was basically saying is. You know, I, sometimes I can get overwhelmed with mm-hmm. a, a project or I just can't do that. It's just so much. But I have to step back, realize it's just one day at a time, yeah, one moment at a time. And if I just keep swinging that axe, right. eventually that tree will fall. If we keep swinging an axe for this generation, mm-hmm. it may be the next generation, but eventually that tree will fall. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully we have experience, obviously, not just a better life, but a better world. Mm, that's good stuff. Well, everybody, thanks so much for checking out the recap of No Ordinary Family Week 1. See you guys next time. See you.